All right, let's delve deep into this, guys. Not that deep, but let's talk in detail to a certain extent about how to grow muscle mass bulking in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And this here came from a question by one of our listeners where she was asking about how you can grow muscle mass and still stay within your weight category. (laughs) So, you know, that's kind of hard, isn't it? You know, if you want to put on muscle, you've got to put on weight. And what we have to understand first is that muscle growth is incredibly slow, incredibly slow. Only a small percentage of all the proteins that someone eats in one day goes towards muscle repair and and growth. And there's a lot that really affects how much muscle someone is going to grow. And that would be things such as how long someone has been training for. There could be genetics involved here. It could be how much they are actually training. Are they getting enough calories, sleep, all of these things. So we got to remember that growing muscle is a very long-term thing. And that's how we got to look at bulking as well within, you know, your weight category. Because one of the dumbest fucking things out there is people trying to cut too much weight. You see this in the UFC. I think it's fucking stupid. Uh, just because of the impact it has on the body and the fact that it's almost like legalized cheating in the sense that, you know, if you're 200 pounds, you drop to 175 or 170 or whatever it is, and then you don't fight it that way. You're only that weight for a fraction of time before you then put on 10 to 15 pounds more. You know, so me being 70-ish and a bit kilos, 73, 74 kilo, it would be like me trying to fight someone who's 95. It's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. You know, it's it's literally like a death wish, right? (laughs) So, you know, with all of this here in mind, you don't want to bulk just for the sake of bulking and then having to cut a ton of weight and then sacrifice a lot of health, um, you know, related items because of that. So first and foremost, let's remember this. Muscle growth is very long term and you need to have a really good foundational basis when it comes to lifting weights. This is where a lot of people go wrong. They just jump in and then they select the wrong repetition ranges and then they select the wrong weights and they don't lift enough or maybe they lift too much and all these kinds of things. So let's look at this very, very critically and let's literally delve straight into the practical applications and key takeaways um, here. And then you can read the associated articles and whatnot and, and get a bit more detail there if you really wanted to. Now, number one, muscle growth can happen on a range in a range of repetitions. It happens on a spectrum. It is not that 15 repetitions grow muscles better then five repetitions or eight repetitions or nine or seven or 13 or whatever number you want to pull out of your ass, okay? The thing here, and and where a lot of people get confused, is that we need to understand when you're lifting a weight, you are triggering a set of mechanisms. Those mechanisms are manifold, and they will tell your physiology to change and lay down new muscle tissue. And of course, this is where things like sleep and nutrition and everything else come into play. 
So it's not as simple as just picking 13 reps and hoping, magically praying to the muscle gods that this is going to make you beefy as fuck. That's not how it works. But what we got to understand, and this is a common myth, you know, people say that you have to lift to failure. Well, what we know from research, and a lot of this has been, you know, sort of pushed by Dr. Brad Schoenfeld, is that as long as sets are taken to failure or near failure, the number of muscle fibers that are recruited seems to be similar and therefore the muscle protein synthesis, the laying down of new muscle protein tissue seems to be very similar between moderate and high repetitions. So what does that mean? This means that if you love training with 8 or 10 reps, you can do that. It means that if you love training with 15 to 20 reps, you can do that. And it also means that you can just train with 10 reps forever and you will still grow more muscle if we abide by a lot of other variables as well. The thing here that you need to take away is that as long as the sets are taken to failure or near failure, and this is an, another common misconception is that people hear this and they go, fuck, I'm going to train to failure with every single lift that I do. But now we've got to start considering other things such as how much we are doing. You know, So we know for a fact that muscles need a number somewhere between 8 to 10 working sets on average per week to grow or at least to be maintained at where they're at. You know, so if you're a beginner and you lift eight working sets of biceps curls per week, you might see a tiny bit of growth. If you are more advanced, you might need more than that. You know, so we got to consider all of these different aspects as well. So, you know, if you train three sets of biceps curls, just because that seems to be the common example people use, to complete failure once a week, that is still not sufficient to grow muscle. However, though, if you do three sets on Monday, three sets on Wednesday, and three sets on Friday, and you don't go to failure, but you go pretty close to failure, then now you're pretty, the chances are pretty good that you're giving your body a chance to actually change and lay down some new muscle tissue. Okay? So, those are important things to consider as well. And we also got to remember, guys, that people respond fucking differently, okay? And muscle groups respond very differently as well. You know, your back as an example. You can train your back, or at least most people can. They can train their backs like there is no fucking tomorrow, okay? They can train them and smash their back. Lots of pull-ups and pull-downs and row variations and all this kind of stuff. And it pulls up totally fine the next day. Now, if you did that to your quads or your chest muscles, as an example, the majority of people are going to need a wheelchair to get around the next day. So there's a lot of intricacies for, you know, muscle growth and everything else. And these are definitely more important when you are partaking and trying to acquire skills and stuff like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and other combat sports as well. So what do we got to remember? We got to remember that you need to train with sufficient amounts of volume. You can train in all these different repetition ranges. 
but it's very, very important that you don't train with very low repetitions for a prolonged period of time. If you do that, we know the muscle protein, syn protein synthesis stagnates, and that's not a good thing. Cool? Now, what does all of this actually mean? This means, practically speaking, that if you lift between 5 to 10 repetitions most of the time, you will arguably do very well. It means that you can lift heavy weights. It means that the weights aren't too heavy, so you can only do a couple of repetitions. And therefore, you're creating an environment inside your body for your body to change in line with your muscle growth goals. Now, in saying this, I don't want you to go to failure, but I want you to come closer to failure the longer you train for. So here's an example. Let's say that you have an eight-week training program. The first two weeks, we say that you need to stay three repetitions away from failure. So if, you, if you're meant to do 10 reps, you should be able to do 13. And then in weeks three and four, you stay two reps away from failure. So maybe you slow it down a bit, maybe you lift a tiny bit heavier, but this time you could do 12 reps at the weight that you decided to do 10 reps with, okay? In weeks five and six, now you go one repetition away from failure. Now we're getting near failure, but we're not touching failure. And then in weeks seven and eight, you back off because now you've been training really hard for six weeks, so it's time to recover and let your body actually lay down some muscle tissue, cool? So these things and takeaways, they kind of assume that we are now training with sufficient volume and we're doing all the right things that we have to do. And to be quite frank with you, as long as you don't train with really low repetition numbers, you're doing the right thing, okay? And there are things here that, of course, you could periodize, which means plan. You know, you could go eight weeks of really high volume training followed by a couple of weeks of you know, high intensity, low volume kind of training, high load, low rep type of training as well. And to be quite frank, that's probably an important thing, especially if you're combining this with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu because there is a ton of joint stress and injury risk in both of these sports if it's not managed really well. So is there a benefit to periodizing and planning your muscle growth training? Arguably not. There are some studies that show that you can and some studies that show that you just don't have to. You know, there are evidence out there, out there to suggest that, you know, undulating periodization allows more benefits than linear periodization, but there's also the complete opposite where linear periodization, you know, shows more benefits than undulating periodization. So you kind of got to figure out what works the best for you. Are you the kind of guy who just train and let's say 8 to 12 reps or 6 to 10 reps or whatever and you see really good results there and you can manage your recovery really well, if you could just do that and you hit the metrics of a minimum of 8 working sets of the muscle groups that you want to grow per week, that's great, do that. But if you're the kind of guy, I'm kind of one of these guys, I can train for 6 to 8 weeks with reasonably high volume and get a lot of sets in and things like that, but I got to lift some heavy shit for a couple of weeks, but I minimize that to a couple of weeks. 
I don't go more than two weeks and I back off. So I train twice a week instead of three or four times a week. And I literally walk in and I work my way up to a weight that feels heavy and it's like two or three reps. And then that's it. I'm done. So that just allows me to reduce joint stress and all of those things. And I back off on my jujitsu as well if I'm in a muscle growth period. And that's arguably one of the things that you definitely have to consider if you are wanting to go down the route of, you know, trying to put on slabs of muscle here is how much jiu-jitsu can you actually handle whilst at the same time training muscle growth three to four times a week or maybe even more, five or six sometimes. So, you can't just get the best of both worlds. You can't train jiu-jitsu three times a day <laughs> and wanting to, you know, put on a ton of muscle. It's just not going to happen. You know, if you take some steroids and you do the drug route, you could probably, uh, you probably will regardless, put on some muscle there. However, though, if you're doing this as a natty, a natural person without any drugs in you, then the discussion is going to be very fucking different. So <laughs> with that in mind, you know, let's say that you train twice a day jiu-jitsu, or maybe even just once a day, five days a week. You know, you're doing five to ten sessions of jiu-jitsu. And if you roll like most people, no offense, um, you will probably have really banged up shoulders and necks and elbows and things like that. Where you gotta remember that you gotta practice skill acquisition. There is no point in rolling hard all the time. Most of your training should be 30 to 50 percent, 90 percent of the time, leading up. Leading up to a competition, you should probably have a smoker of a session a couple of weeks out and then back off again. It's a sport where skill acquisition is your goal so that you can strangle your opponent, right? Or whatever else you want to do with them. So with that in mind, when you manage your jiu-jitsu training that way, you can easily manage your strength training in, in the same fashion. Cool. So keep that in mind when you want to grow muscle. That's just literally some practical takeaways, uh, practical applications are key takeaways, sorry. You can hear that I'm just babbling on here. There's a lot that we could go into, but you will find an associated article on my website in the coming week for this podcast. And you can read examples there about what to do and everything else. And if you do like the written form more than the auditory form, that's where it's going to be. Thanks for listening, guys, and we will tune in for the next episode.